Mr. Turner. What's up, bro, bro? Have you ever watched that uh, Mr. Turner? DUI. DUI uh, YouTube video? Yeah, I used to tell people that was my uncle. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it probably was when you break it down. This is Andre Iguodala. This is Evan Turner. We're trying to get to the true essence of not just basketball, but life, and that means something, something, something. It is like a finger pointing away to the moon. Don't concentrate on the finger or you will miss all that heavenly glory. That level of understanding has been taken out of the game. Of the game. Another great YouTube video as we welcome everyone to the ninth episode of season two of Point Forward. Yep. Uh, second to the last episode of the year, this will be our year in review. And as we are close to ringing in the New Year's, welcome to the episode. Point Forward. Dre, you know, we, we launched the episode way back in March. And after having a guest damn near like almost every Friday, there are no guests this week. So instead, right. we're going to take a look back at the best moments of the year, of, uh, you know, the year 2022. Did you have anything cool happen to you in the past 22? You know, anything that rings a bell for you? Like anything? Uh, ring. I almost, a I bell. Almost, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. We got, we got another ring. I forgot about that one. Um, it's a, no, I, I really do forget about that. Yeah, I believe it. I was thinking. <laughs> I got my golf game right, but that was 2021. I got my golf game right. 2022 was pretty. That's it was a, a blur, downer bro. because I got I got I got worse at golf. You'll see. You getting there? Trying, but but I had some I, I, I had some fun moments uh, with the pod. So uh, yeah. the growth itself, you know, understanding the ins and outs of how the space works. Um, I've spent a lot of interesting chatter around pods this week. You know, we saw. Uh, Joe Budden on Earn Your Leisure. We had a lot of conversations about that. Um, and then, you know, just our guy, uh, not our guy. I don't know what to say. Our guy, our guy, our guy got out. He went to jail. Then he got a big, he got the biggest bail of all time. You talking about SBF? So, yeah, SBF. We got uh, a lot to talk about I'm as saying, we that's, recap. That's your dude, man. I already took my stance on the whole thing, all right? <laughs> yeah, so there are a lot of things that I really want to chop chop it up about and, and dissect uh, as we look back on our year and what will we take with us from our guests and what will we absolutely unequivocally uh, keep in the past from our guests. And I'm guessing that would be like one of them, huh? Yeah, for sure. And also, too, if you missed it on last week's pod, we sat down with Andre's teammate, James Wiseman. Definitely check that out wherever you're currently podcasting or on our YouTube channel. Yeah, if you get a chance to watch a game against the uh, Nets, he put up 30. Oh, oh. damn. <laughs> I wonder how that game went. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Dre, let's get, let's get back to something lighter, man. Let's get back to the top of your head. We should start off on, you know, some of our top moments on the pod this past year. So let's start with the analytical favorite. So mm -hmm. up to date, our most downloaded episode was the, the inaugural app recording uh, back at All-Star in Cleveland, which uh, yep. was with Isaiah Thomas, the honorable mm -hmm. Isaiah Thomas. The OG. honorable Isaiah Thomas. The I like honorable. that. He I like he, that. He dropped a lot of knowledge and a lot of, lot of game on us, bro. For the, first, for the first episode, I thought it was pretty lit. What'd you think of it? I did. And and we had a few conversations with him after that as well. Uh, one of your yeah. favorite spots in Boston, that Italian spot, is, was great. We had some yeah. great conversations yeah, in there. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, you got the message. So it wasn't verbatim what he was trying to get across to you. It wasn't, E.T., it's a red light, stop. It was more so, hey, E.T., when you're driving, just be cautious. Yeah. You know, colors change quite a bit. Yeah. You got to keep your head on the swivel. Sometimes you got to speed it up. Sometimes you got to slow it down. And that was a, a lot of that he was throwing at us. It was yeah. like a lot of hidden messages that we could relate to. The things we recorded and the things outside of the recording. So I really appreciated that. The way athletes think in terms of, he said humans think by the second. So five seconds it takes a yeah. human being to make a decision. He says athletes we think in tenths and hundredths of a second, meaning we think it's 0.5 is how we think. 
Yeah. And we can yeah. see things coming before they happen. And just the, the artistry and the genius in athletes. And we have to continue to hold ourselves to a higher level because we're, we're, we're held to that standard as well. But when it comes to ownership, when it comes to um, decision-making from the top, uh, a, a lot of things within our realm is left out of our hands and left out of our care that we don't participate in the decision-making. And we got to think of ourselves as geniuses in order yeah. to get the respect and in order to, you know, understand the magnitude of what we bring to the table. So I really appreciated that with him in our conversation. Yeah, I definitely follow that up. I think one thing that occurred was, you know, the evolution of the athlete, you know, the whole conversation he had just from Isaiah Thomas. I, I knew him to be like a top two or three point guard. I knew all his, a lot of his stuff off the court, but literally he evolved, I think, you know, as a man, as an individual and to elevate after the game of basketball discussing his master degrees. He was comfortable enough to discuss and to take charge on a lot of, you know, social issues that a lot of people weren't willing to do. So, mm -hmm. I mean, to really, you know, you hear the, the, the phrase more in an athlete and that was just coined three or four years or a few years ago, but literally, you know, IT was really setting that tone. And I think the game and knowledge he really dropped to us, especially on the first episode was literally the craziest thing ever. I, I couldn't believe it. So, yep. I really appreciate that. I'm kind of shocked. That was the most downloaded episode considering we had Steph Curry on for the second one. So I, I wonder if that if that sways the top PG, you know, conversation or not. Oh. <laughs> well, think someone, about it. Think someone about asked me, someone asked me the other this was might have been two days ago. Yeah. Who was better, Isaiah or Kyrie? I'm I'm gonna be completely honest with you. I I've heard I've heard player comparisons that like, what's Kyrie like? And the like, only person I think that could score like him at that size or whatever was Isaiah. You're similar mm -hmm. to Isaiah. Besides mm -hmm. Iverson or whatever, but right, the right. pace, the mode, the big shots to be able to do it, like in big moments, not really crazy gifted kind of, I mean, obviously similar to Isaiah, but I mean to Iverson, but I've, I've heard a lot of, that was his player comparison. Yeah, because I my explanation was, listen, Isaiah didn't have any flaws at all. And you know, I'm big on that. If we're yeah. going to say somebody's great at something or the best at something, he can't have any flaws. Yeah. And I'm talking to younger guys who didn't see Isaiah and they said, well, could he shoot the ball that well? I said, listen, man, <clears throat> the same way we saw LeBron go 25 or whatever it was straight against Detroit. Yeah. yeah. I Isaiah did that against he did that in the playoff game. Didn't on the, he? In the finals game, on uh, one in the bad, finals game, on a, yeah, on a bad ankle. He in the final. Yeah, he did that. And I, and when I when I said that, he was yeah. it was Jordan Poole was like, yeah. oh, oh right there. And it is. this is when dudes and at the time to get twenty five and a quarter. This is before the game was sped up. It, like yeah. you didn't even shoot three. So to get a real twenty five and a quarter is like going to go get forty five to that. Yes. So so the correlation between. The Honorable Isaiah Thomas and myself, we went to the same high school, had the same coach and everything. So I remember being in the same class as Derrick Rose, obviously league MVP and everything. And I remember uh, I remember they kept coming by school and always trying to get my high school coach, you know, Gene Pingator, legend RIP, trying to get him to compare Isaiah to Derrick Rose. And mm -hmm. he would get pissed every time. He'd be like, bro, stop coming down here asking me that. It's not close. It's not close. He's like, literally, Isaiah's the best player ever come out of state. And I remember he kept saying it. And I remember playing versus D. Rose. And I'm like, you, you sure this man? <laughs> you told me Isaiah was better than this man? Like, out here? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, right. He's like, Evan, it wasn't even close. Isaiah would step on his mom to win. He could shoot everything. He could dribble. He could handle. And at the end of the day, he was coachable. First, he's like, his first two games out of three games of senior year, we averaged, four, he averaged 40. We were one and two. I legitimately told him, like, hey, you can average 40, but we might not win a state. You have to sacrifice and make everybody way better. He's like, the way that he played for the rest of the year, it was at a pace of a grown man. Like, it mm -hmm. shocked you that he... And then Shockey is going to go on and be one of the best point guards ever. Yep. And I always thought that was so crazy about Isaiah. Even after the MVP year for Derrick Rose, he's like, Evan, D. Rose is good, but literally Isaiah Thomas is the best point guard to ever live. He's like, I'm not even I wish I didn't coach him. 
So I wouldn't be biased. I'm telling you oh, wow. mentally and everything. He said mentally locked in. He said he would run over his mind. Like he's always telling me stories. Like you gotta let this stuff go. Don't trip over a female. Don't trip over anybody. Like if your best friends in the way of you winning, run them the fuck over. Like that's literally what Isaiah would do. Damn. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? Point forward. Speaking of running numbers up, um, I, I saw this one day. Um, just looking at, you know, some numbers. Steve Kerr, he had the highest amount of, uh, the most watched on a YouTube channel. Oh, really? Yes. That's and big time. I wasn't shocked. Yeah. But I, I, I am thinking, you know, who's watching the Steve Kerr episode? Because, you know, we, we, you know, we cover a lot of territory with basketball, with business, yeah. Yeah. you know, uh, ownership groups, um, you know, CEOs, founders, uh, the tech space. You know, we talk about blockchain, Web3, uh, cryptocurrencies. And, you know, it just got me thinking, you know, what made folks want to tap into that the most. And, you know, just watching Steve move and, you know, reading how he tweets, mm-hmm. you know, he... What, what, I don't know how to describe him, but I think he try not even tries, he embodies, the, uh, you know, a man of the people. You know, mm-hmm. he's always for, you know, equality. He's always for, you know, the, the equal rights. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, he may be not as, he may not see things that we see in terms of coming from our world, but I know he has a, he has a, Strong yeah, moral empath- compass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Very. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Strong and that's, moral compass. And that's it. Yeah, that's it. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. Yeah. So that that episode was cool, though. You know, getting a chance to speak to him. Um, you know, I know he gets a lot of being on being on two of the best teams of all time. The comparisons. You know, all the coaches that he had. You know, he had Lou Dawson. Yeah. He had Popovich. <clears> he <throat> had uh, Phil Jackson, and then now he's a coach. You know, uh, all in the Hall of Fame. You know, he went. He's top fifteen coach. Of all time, uh, that time. that that I, just came out. That's crazy. Yeah. So, I mean, if it, what 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 stood out to you about the Steve Kerr episode? I think one thing that occurred was just like man, the humility that he had before he hit the Bulls, like the awareness that he had. One story that he yeah. told, he was like he was watching the Bulls. He knew how John Paxson played. Yep. And he's just like, yo, in order for me to stay here, I got to play something similar to John Paxson. You know what I mean? And then from yep. there, he took the giant packs of roll, stepped up and kept building bit by bit into a career where he's won, what, 11 or 12 NBA championships? Yep. All from a situation of patience. And I think one thing, that's, that was the number one thing that stood out because, you know, you know, Steve has all the back issues. He has, you know, the long running seasons, all the obligations and everything. And sometimes you look at him and tell he's tired, but like the gentleman of and patience that he had, and obviously yeah. it's probably because of you. I just appreciate that because who, after winning the championships, wants to sit at a laptop and answer the same old questions right. Right. after an hour? You know what I mean? So I, I thought that was pretty cool. I think his humility is, you know, what allows him to be, uh, you know, versatile, but also get him over the top because you're you're a big Mark Jackson fan. I'm a big Mark Jackson fan as a coach, right. but you know, I think it takes little different things in regards to humility and, you know, taking steps back to kind of soften more so than add force in order to get the right type of result. So it was a really, a real pleasure to really uh, talk to him at the same time, look at his story because, you know, slow and steady wins the race. He wasn't MJ, but he's going to go down as some type of mega figure that, you know, where he hasn't, and his, his reputation is he doesn't have to scream because he's hurt. Right, you know I like that, and, and yeah. that's that's a big thing. Yeah, and and I'll end, you know, the topic of Steve Kerr with this. Young kids, even adults, I don't care who you are, if you're listening, Steve Kerr did not miss an open shot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. And, and 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 I feel like we've gotten away with that. We've gotten away from that in the game of basketball, where we'll see some of the best shooters. Not, I shouldn't say best shooters. We got guys who their only job is to Let's shoot. shoot. That's it. Nothing else. They can't not create, guard, they can't not dribble. No, nothing. Can't rebound. Nothing. Yeah. And they will miss butt naked shots. They, they got the nerves of going to a slump. <laughs> 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 like a shooting slump. And then they be, and they be dudes 
the eighth man, like, randomly, if I play or whatever, it'd be like, man, he can't hit shit. I never said I can hit shit. <laughs> Dude over there is supposed to be opening up the lanes. <laughs> like, <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? So I'm glad. I'm, I'm totally glad you said that. Shout out to Steve Kerr. Shout out to all them other dudes that hit big shots. Peja Stoyakovich, I love you, but goddamn, bro. <laughs> that Western Conference Finals killed me. My fucking swing shot going to throw it over the rim from the corner. Speaking of looking back, uh, Blood in the Garden, uh, written by Chris Heron, John Starks, game seven in Houston. Oh, he went two for 18. Man, no, when I was buddy reading went, that. Buddy went oh for the game. I'm like, no way he going to shoot again. Bro. Miss. No way he going to shoot again. <laughs> Gee, I woke up with nightmares after reading that part. I'm like, I know, I know what he's feeling, bro. The yeah. struggle like that. Would you ever ask to come out the game if you weren't making a shot? Man, no, you got to die. <laughs> Whew. You got to die. Man, I'd be damned if I come out that bitch. Especially I'm if I saying, thought but you know you got a guy that's going to come in and can help. Like, all right, man, at least I know Buddy going to give us some help. No, nah, and, and this is one thing I always said about being an all-around player. Like, of course you can't. You're not going to always make shots, bro, but you can still handle, you can still play, maybe you still distribute, you can still rebound, you can still control the game with a tempo. Right. So, like, at the end of the day, if I wasn't making shots, I'd be like, all right, I think I can at least guard the man or at least try to contain. Like, you could do the same thing. It yeah. might not be at the highest level, but it's like, yo, yeah. I can make something happen better than just maybe a dude that could, might be hitting a shot. I don't know. I'm, if you're in a position of a guy whose his one job is one thing and he can't do that one thing, I got a great story. Yeah. I kind of don't want to say it. I want to hear it because it's about Duncan Robinson. No, Duncan's my uh, man. Uh, <laughs> Duncan's my man. And Duncan make a shot if he open. He ain't going to miss. He lit us up in Miami this year. No, no, Duncan shoot. I'm not. Uh, is he, he He back in that rotation? No, nah, he was in and then he, we got him back in the rotation and then he. Max Struess, I see you, baby. He fell back out, I guess. But speaking of, if your one job is to, you know, do one thing you're not doing well, what should happen? We're playing Minnesota in Minnesota. And this is Al, this is peak Al Jefferson. Bishop Al Jefferson. If anybody knows Al Jefferson, they know what I mean when I say Bishop Al Jefferson. Right? Green is for the money, gold is for the honey, Al Jefferson. So he was going crazy. You know, Al had one hand. That's it. Left, left shoulder, left shoulder yeah. push hook shot. One hand. Yeah. And this was back when, you know, the score would be 95 to 92. That was a high scoring game. And I went crazy. And it was like the same thing over and over and over and over. It's like a broken record player. So we lose the game. We come in and my man is probably one of the nicest guys ever. Doesn't speak too much. Quiet, reserved, very respected individual named Theo Ratliff. <laughs> Theo commits to going on one of the funniest tirades I ever heard as a player because it was so unexpected, but it was crazy because it was, I don't, can I, it was true probably, it was true. And so coaches like tough loss, guy got it going figure out next game we bring it in one two three team out of nowhere Theo Radliff goes on this tangent what the fuck you bring me here for man <laughs> most guys ain't heard him talk all year so we like huh what the fuck y'all bring me here for man say like, yo yo what you what you talking about like what's going on like what's the problem this motherfucker tearing us up all night. We ain't going to change nothing. It's obviously he can't guard the man. <laughs> Sam Dahlenberg was a problem. Yeah, no, for sure. Sammy a, D. And Sammy D was a problem. But this yeah. night, he just it just wasn't his night. Wasn't good, yeah. And Theo could not understand for his life why we ain't do something different. Was that with Mo Cheek? Man, Theo said some of the Theo said some more stuff I will not repeat. It was crazy disruptive, but Buddy had a point. <laughs> it was like, listen, man, I don't even ask to go in the game ever. I'm cool with sitting on the bench getting a check. You know, I'm older now. Like, I don't, I don't have to play. I'm cool. 
Like, don't put me in. He was one of those vets. You know, I'm just, I'm just riding out my career. I had a good career. If you need me, you need me. If you don't, you don't. He wasn't even asking to go in half the time. But this particular day, he, he had it up to here. You mean to tell me you're going to let a man score 40 on us with the same move and you ain't going to switch it up? Nothing. Yeah. A, 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 at least try something. No, nah, that's real. Yeah. So that's kind of... That's, that's that, the same that, thing. That's the same thing, but it brings me to the next point, which was our most watched TikTok video. When you describe the difference between good and great. Mm-hmm. And that kind of took up like a life of its own because everybody was going crazy. Obviously, your Andre Iguodala, ultimate winner, four-time NBA champion. And, uh, you know, I, how do you feel in those type of moments where, you know, you see a lot of these quotables and stuff go around and, uh, you know, you're finally at that level where people are just kind of zooming into the mind of a winner and the mentality of a winner. Like, you look back on everything. We're looking back on the years. But, you know, this your last year in the league. Like, how do you feel that, like, you got to the point where people can come up to you and ask what winning matter means? Uh, it's amazing. Yeah. You know, because we're in a, the information age where it's yeah. just a lot of stuff being put out there. And it can kind of blur your vision. You know what I mean? It's almost like driving a car and it's a thunderstorm and you can't see clearly as you're driving. And I think people sometimes get confused of how good we are, yeah. you know, and and, it, and it, it makes them too comfortable with some, some of the words that I hear. Like even during a game, I hear fans say some things, you know, like if somebody said to you, why are you in the game? You can't shoot. Or why this? Or why that? Or why is this guy on the team? Or why is this happening? Yeah. Everyone... You know, I was just talking to uh, one of our execs and I said, it's very funny how everyone becomes a basketball expert after the team's success. Yeah. I didn't hear none of y'all's, I didn't hear no one's opinions, voices, basketball, knowledge, expertise, so on and so forth. I heard none of this. But as soon as we went for championships, everyone has an opinion yeah. and everyone has a tweet about what occurs from game to game or play to play quarter to quarter year to year you know substitution patterns you know they dissect everything once you become a winner and i think Deion sanders said it it was beautiful it was eloquent when Deion was saying you know everyone has an issue with me taking another job and let's just you know talk about this after his last game he said First year they were four and six, I think he said four and whatever it was their first year, and they were figuring it out. Now that they're dominant, everyone has an opinion, and everyone has a say so on the decision that he makes. And he said, "When I first came here, I said God led me here to this situation, and everyone was on board, my God." And he said it. Just because you go somewhere doesn't mean you got to have a right tombstone on it. Yeah, that's right. You know. And that's real. And he said, I got to set up for the next guy to come in the line to have success. I got to set up with the facilities. Not We're not even going to speak about, you know, some of the things that didn't go right that were out of my hands that I, you know, swept under the rug, didn't let it affect me or the, or the, or the institution. And he said it. The, my favorite part was now that I'm leaving because I said, God led me here. Now y'all don't believe in my God no more. <laughs> that's wild. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and so... Real. That part there leads me to speaking the way I speak so passionately sometimes because people can forget. You know, it's like golf. I got a lot of golf um, golf fanatics that I follow on Instagram, people who play golf, you know, like uh, golf influencers. Yeah. But they'll be the first ones to tell you, listen, man, if, if I was really this good, I'd be on tour. I just enjoy the game and I'm pretty good at it. But those guys on the tour are on a completely different level. Like, it's not even close. Like Roger Steele is, is one of my favorite because he'll tell you, man, I'm really trash, but I'm way better than all y'all. But compared yeah. to the greats, like the ones on tour, I'm really trash compared to them. It's not even close. Yeah. People think that they really have an understanding of what we do. And yeah. I just had somebody the other day ask me, do I think I can outshoot Bernardo? You know, my brother. Yeah. His friend was like, can you outshoot Bernardo? Bernardo don't miss back home in Peoria or Springfield. And I'm, I'm cracking up laughing. <laughs> what? And Bernard was like, listen, man, it's what these people do every day. It's not even close. And so that clip, I really enjoyed yeah. the way that it was circulated because people have to understand sometimes, like, listen, we are elite beings. Like Isaiah Thomas said, this is how we started our conversation. 
listen, we are completely different than every human being on earth. It's only 450 of us and they looking to take your spot every year. But they say half the league is replaced every three years, like yeah. half, like 225 guys are yeah. in and out every three years, which is crazy. But that just shows how many good how good you have to be consistently to stay in this league for more it's, than two or three years. Or maybe how mentally tough you have to be. People, like you say two that or three part. The competition level to be able to compete, to even get there, to be able to be kicked off the mountain is tough. <laughs> right. So, like, when I sit here, we talk about a lot of people. It's like, yo, do y'all understand? Like, you're talking about good to great. A lot of people that bring up their opinions is not even average or bad. Like, they're literally, like, it's how many? It's 8 billion people on Earth. Yes. I think it's probably 7.2 billion out of eight. And, and, and you know what I mean? Like in they, they feel and they'll sit there and be like, you can't do this. You can't do that. And it's like, bro, do you understand the levels to even get to a point to even yeah. be bad, to even be at the bottom of like a soccer, even be at the bottom of this? It's like the level to it is is night and day. And, and, and when you sum it up, it's way deeper than just, uh, I mean, just like an opinion. You know what I'm saying? I'm just so happy that that thing went viral the way it did. Yeah. Because sometimes, not sometimes, we keep falling into that trap where someone's opinion makes his rounds and some way or another, their word becomes the Bible. No, I had to do, I've been getting a lot of heat over that LeBron thing. Right. Okay. So long story short, I said, somebody asked a question, shout out to Eddie Gonzalez. If Brian had a trophy in 2035, what would it what would it be called? Right. Or what would it be? I said, yo, if it's the bubble trophy, that specific trophy should be named after him. Why? Because he got MVP of the bubble and he won the bubble. Another reason. It's about to be 2023. 2035 is like 12 years from now. Like, no, dog. You are not taking MJ's trophy to name it the LeBron James <laughs> trophy. Like, you know what I'm saying? And then from there, you start... And after that, I remember, I don't know, I just don't want to this year leave with, like, not addressing, like, some of y'all LeBron James gang. So many people slid in my DMs, like, yo, hey, stop talking about the king like that, bitch. Like, all this crazy stuff. And it's like, bro, do you understand that's not, that's you're calling a grown man a king. <laughs> like, that's not a king, bro. That's a basketball player. And on top of the fact, I said what I said. You know what I'm saying? But shout out to the LeBron James clan. There's greatness in having a clan like that, though. No, that's an understatement. Like, we have clans. He got, like, <laughs> he got, like, a, a, a mob. Like, he got, like, them, like, it's crazy. Who got a bigger clan or more loyal clan? Because Drake's crew ran up on Joe Budden and was chasing him in traffic. <laughs> Drake? You remember the Drake and Drake fans was following Joe Budden? Oh, I do remember that. I do, I, do, I do remember that. Man, some of y'all got to take it easy, though. <laughs> That's wild. The Beehive oh, is the Beehive the is crazy. I'm yeah, in the, the beehive. beehive. Say something bad about Beyonce. I mean, I guess I ain't bought enough concert tickets. I'm in the Beehive too. Do y'all? I, I got a question, folks. I know I don't be thinking before I speak, but do y'all ever think before y'all speak or like tweet or say anything? Or do you just think the invisibility just, it's just like, fuck it, it's a free for all. Like I only got 10 followers, only three people going to see it. Let me go ahead and put this into the universe. You know why? Because I'm handling my business otherwise in my life, right? <laughs> I, I don't think they're handling their business otherwise in their life or else they wouldn't say what they say. My point is that's exactly. What they, that's what they let me know. Now, as we get further into, you know, our review of the last year, 2022, uh, just looking back at some of our favorite guests, some of our favorite moments and favorite topics, no particular order, uh, but we had some, we had some things that hit the wave, hit the wire, you know, the news wire. Uh, Joe got fined. What did Joe get fined? I forgot. He got, a, he got fined half a ticket, something, nothing like, something light, man. Something it, sound, it sounds light when you look at the payroll. It sounds light when you after you but hear it also about sounds, the, when you hear about the revenue, no, team you, revenue. No, after you hear about even the Chase Center and what they had, oh, yeah, you, yeah, you yeah. understand what I'm saying? It sounds yeah. light after talking everything. It's like, shoot, I might as well throw that on to the expense budget. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I think one thing about Joe, 
that it made, that gave me like great respect for people on this field was like you could see the competitiveness. Yes. Do you understand in a different in a different fashion where you comprehended where certain how owners are even more invested than just financially, but emotionally. And I mean, when he took the steps of when he was getting booed back in 2010 for trading Monte Ellis to right. dog, y'all moved from Oakland to on the edge of the water and San Fran, like in a span of 12. And you, you know what I'm saying? That's right. I thought that whole story and, you know, how he built it up and, you know, really taking a franchise that needed to be rejuvenated. That was impressive. So I, I, that was one of my favorite ones. And I think Doris Burke was pretty lit, bro. Doris was lit. Yeah, Doris is Doris is super lit. Doris has such a great self-awareness. Most people should that if you if you just, you know, we talk about humility, we talk about being humble, but just a, she just has such a respect and a reverence for her craft, the game of basketball, yeah. you know, reporting, you know, just the respect that she has to have, give her best night in, night out. You know, like some guys say, ah, I ain't got it. Like there's no days off. And, you know, we saw her process of prepping and, you know, what's the seven P's? Proper preparation prevents piss poor performance. I think she epitomized that. And, you know, I think she, that respect she has for us, you know, I think I had to tell her like a few times, like, no, Doris, the way you look at us is the way we look at you. Like you make the game better with how you, you know, yeah, call the yeah. game. And it may yeah, seem like something yeah. small, but, you know, there's just a different way to take in. There's a way to take in the game and there's no better way to take in the game um, than with it, with hearing her. There's, a, there's only a few like that, a couple. You know, I'll put Mark in that, Mark Jackson in that uh, same category. But, yeah, I, I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, Doris, DB. Who else, who else did you like, bro? I mean, I got to ask you. We just got to bring it up. SBF. I wasn't there that day. I kind of got an insider tip that all this stuff was going to occur. So, how did you feel <laughs> interviewing? Did you that? short? Did you short the stock? Did you short the coin? Um, I, mean, I would it, say, and let me just let me just like you know set the tone for this. This is go ahead. You interview SBF like in fifteen to twenty years, it's going to be a crazy story when they do all these movies Ooh. and everything. You had a one-on-one conversation. Behind the scenes, just right before it all went crazy. They might be taping that documentary right now or that series right now. Because they came back with the girl from, uh, she had like a health tech where they was blood testing. Um, she was going to disrupt blood testing. And she had this thing where you can get your blood taken and tested in, in no time. And turns out it, it didn't work the way she said. And she raised a bunch of money, uh, misled her investors, lost a bunch of money, and it was just a bad situation. They just locked her up. She kept trying to get it pushed back. She kept getting pregnant, saying, I can't go to jail, I'm pregnant. And he's like, no, nah, you're going to have that baby in here. Um, but they had, they, had, they had a docuseries on her. So I'm thinking SBFs is on the way. I mean, they're saying this is one of the biggest heists in human history, one of them. It, it was just, ah, it was crazy. But... Was he your, was he that good of an actor is the real question. Yeah, you know I what mean, I mean? Yeah, but he's unassuming, bro. At the end of the day, bro, everybody knows their, their strengths and weaknesses, bro. Everybody knows when they can walk by, slither by. They know their advantages. You understand what I'm saying? Like, man, this man lost $10 billion. I know. And he finessed it, too. That's what I'm saying. He, he finessed yeah. it. It's, I don't know. I still, it's still hard to believe then the craziest part is just doing, you know, doing my homework, you know, being from the tech space. You know, I've heard it. It happens from time to time. You know, you invest in a bad product or you may have overlooked something. But when I really go back and see that they didn't have a CFO, they didn't have proper governance and they raised all that money and had that type of valuation. And that's when it kind of got scary. Like, wait, hold on. So none of y'all saw this. Yeah, because because at the end of the day, it hid in plain sight. Like, yeah. You got a fun going on right now. Your shit's thorough. No, nah, they gonna be in my books. I'm I'm getting no, no, checked. No, I, no, I under, and that's what I'm saying. And then, and at the end of the day, I didn't sat here. I didn't. We didn't spoke real estate. I barely bring up real estate, but I didn't brought tons of deals to folks and like had conversations. Where I'm like, look, I'm not gonna dive into it, but you think how you want to think on it. Right. Then they might go to the Pat Connaughton, and he doing the McDonald's deals, and it's like. The, it's not the same level. It's not the same response. But I comprehend why one may have more success than the other, and it's not like 
nigga shocking. Like, why did he get away with the joint? Like, but he took they. The craziest part is he on bond. <laughs> he got a he had a two hundred fifty million dollar bond. Well, he got put up ten percent, right? So twenty five million. And he said he only had a hundred thousand left a couple weeks ago, right? I'm thinking he negative a hundred thousand. How he get out? His parents got it. That's some, and this is what I'm saying, man. Like, bro, the whole thing is a joke, dog. Like, what are they gonna do? Like, how, how are you gonna penalize this dude? You like, what? What? Yeah, on house arrest in the mansion. In you know mansion, they need their freedom. It's mental. It's mental. That sound like it's a, mental. Uh, mental suffrage. Man, that you can't go like, outside. Man, please. That sound like an Atlanta episode, like a childish Gambino narrative. Like, For you know real? what I'm saying? Like, man, move on from Buddy. But I will say this next. <laughs> I will say this next, bro. Like, that was a big ass guess that I don't yes. think people comprehend yeah. that we just had on for season one, bro. Point. Forward. The Robert Smith yeah. joint. Eddie you. Eric one. Juan is Zoom. Yeah, Eric Juan is Zoom. I think I think those Eric Juan a, gave away Eric Juan gave away nine billion in. 2000 no what did he give away eric juan gave away some billions in 2019 that's and that's 2018 i don't think people comprehend that when you can give away five billion dollars or whatever like it was like stock he gave away some billions yeah and then the the brett taylor's interview brett taylor just left he did brett taylor just stepped down as co-ceo literally like a week or two ago I'm starting to think it's us. <laughs> I'm starting to think it's us. It seems like everybody that bump, in, bump into us just getting fucked up. Man. Yeah, Eddie, um, um, Brett left Salesforce. But Brett, you know, we always, we were having this conversation in terms of, and this is true, if you're part of the media, you you do have a, you do have a responsibility to properly report the news or, you know, at least hold people accountable when they're wrong. Even when you're, you yourself uh, does something wrong, hold yourself accountable as well. And so, like, you know, the conversation with the team is how do we report the news on someone that just did something that possibly is criminal? And not knowing the facts quite yet. Because it was on All In the podcast. They were saying, you know, the media was mad soft on SBF. Like, come on, dog. This dude's a bad person. He's a criminal. Like, stop trying to give him the benefit of doubt. But at the same time, it's what if this guy bounces back and he builds something great after that? You know, he going to remember who said something bad about him. Yeah, but you still stole. <laughs> no, hold on, bro. I know I took they money, but listen to this. Like, no, nah, bro. Sit on your motherfucking hands, Okay. You know I'm what I'm saying? That. No, I'm it's just the that. truth because at the end of the day, it's boo hoo, bro. Like, you, yeah, got buddy caught, was wild, you got caught. Yeah, bro. And I want to know what makes me so mad, bro. And I bring this up all the time because even you told me this goofy ass shit. And Buddy live like he only, like, like a $40,000 a year budget. I'm like, bro, that, his stupid ass should get caught there. What type of <laughs> shit is that? Why work that hard stealing all them people money? You only gonna make four, you only gonna live off a of $40,000 finesse, or at least you're gonna tell nigga, like, go he had on, the bro. Cribs. He had I don't the cribs. I'm getting tired of every rich person trying to tell me how frugal they live. You do not live that frugal. Shut your goofy ass up. All right. Great transition. Yeah. Living, living frugally, if that's even a word, right? I don't it's think illegal. it is. We asked Steph Curry what was his number. Man, that was crazy to me. And, and I, I saw how upset you were that he only said five hundred million after changing a game of basketball. I'm like, man, I probably you talk about I'm delusional. Like, do you understand? like I'm sitting there like, bro, where's the rest of it? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, like how many op- how many international smokes you gonna open? <laughs> <laughs> Which is. A great restaurant. One of my favorite restaurants yeah. of all time. They got some uh, mac and cheese I'm not supposed to eat is amazing. Um, there's a, uh, what's a seafood dish I like a lot? Uh, there's, a sh- there's a shrimp dish that's amazing. Oh, they got like ribs three ways. How much for one rib? Shout out I to Chris Rock. Ri- <laughs> <laughs> he has, a, it's a ribs three ways that's just 
unbelievable. I got to hit up International Smoke next week. I like the concept of it because it's like international. So it's like one in San Fran, right? One in Miami. They're putting one in Dubai or some shit like that, right? It's a bunch of them going up. That's what I'm saying. I think San Diego has one coming too. That's what I'm saying. I thought that was pretty impressive. Somewhere in Texas, there's another one. They going up everywhere. Yeah. Yeah, and then they, they weathered the COVID storm. So, yeah, I'll be back at uh, International Smoke soon. But he did sign for a billion after that. So you saying, you know, I think we spoke that one into existence. You know, yeah. we got a couple people sent to jail, a couple people maybe we got them fired. Maybe we got somebody fined 500000 but I, we helped somebody get a billion. We I got a say, couple guys paid, yeah. right? How many, point, how many points can we get on that? A bunch. Oh, we got Wigs paid. We got Jordan Poole paid. We, I'm not taking credit for real, for yeah. real, but... There were some good things that came from some nah, of nah. our guests. Yeah, I actually enjoyed it. And low-key, I think when I look back on it, I enjoyed the Jordan Poole interview the most. Yeah. Because I think uh, I love to make sense of, I guess, the misunderstood. I, I really didn't know what to expect from the kid. You know what I mean? And uh, I think the balance of as cool as he is, is you know, as wavy as he is, I think he mixed in the, the concept of hard work and having a plan and a passion where I think uh, he humanized himself with that type of humility because you just never yeah. know from a distance. True. The confidence and everything, you know, you, you can kind of make judgments on that in a negative way, but you just don't know. But to really right. let kids inside pause and be like, yo, this is what you do. This is how you work. I went to the Warriors. I didn't think I was too good to listen. I literally, you feel what I'm saying, set, worked, waited my turn, and I'm competing. You feel me? That boy works. That boy yeah. works. Um, I think CJ, CJ was the one that surprised me, CJ McCullough. Yeah. Because I never, you know, I spent a lot of time with him in the union, so I know him, and then you speak about him. And then it's funny because my wife listened to the episode and she said, I'm a big fan of CJ because she has a little bit of that, uh, what do we call it, unreasonable confidence to her, where she just says exactly what she means, she don't, she's not trying to hurt anyone's feelings, but if your feelings get hurt because of how I feel, that's really on you. That sound like, that sound like a you problem. No, and I dig you, but that's the freedom of a female. I just got into arguing about this the other day. <laughs> you're like, what? That's the truth? My fault, Christina, I love you. Wigs, we finally got Wigs to speak. Oh, Wigs was unreal, bro. I thought Wigs was unbelievable. I thought that was a unique situation to see from, like I said, where you're elevating from and uh, going from like a league, you know, the finals MVP to, you know, the story behind of you helping Wiz personally and Wiz stepping up and really finding his own game and really, you know, going from being in the Timberwolves and not having a chance of winning and being like, yo, saying out loud, I want to be an NBA champion and this is how I'm going to move forward. That, yep. that right there, just showing a changing of an environment and the right type of energy can really catapult people and the champions, to say the least. Going live, going live on uh, how you what how'd you feel about that? Going live on Twitter Spaces and TikTok while we were in the final Western Conference Finals and the finals. Christina grabbed the phone. God damn! Oh, <laughs> like, the phone was ringing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nah, we really I, were in the trenches, though. No, nah, we was in the trenches. I I thought it was cool. I thought it was unique. I thought it was something new. I think uh, you really have to uh, you have to test those moments out to really you know, get through the, the rough patches. But I thought that was one, you know, one giant step for new media, to be honest with you. That yeah. was after the NBA finals, dog. You know what yeah. I'm saying? True story. Did, did Draymond, everything. Did Draymond uh, incorporate or patent uh, new media? At, What's the word? I guess, for? did he? I guess he did, technically. I mean, he's I, the one I hope he did. Yeah, ba basically. But, I mean, he's the one that... Uh, was very, very vocal about it going forward and, you know, really challenging a lot yeah. of, you know, the the ways and the thoughts of the current media, so. True story. Now, is, is Twitter Spaces gone? I don't know. You got to ask Elon. Yo, Elon, yo, it's, it's something going on with Twitter that is, I am not interested anymore. It seems, hey, oh, they still got Twitter Spaces, I think. Do they? Yeah, I just found it. It's on the top of my feed. Elon take and bring back stuff like every other day. Elon, I had a poll that said, should I be the CEO or not? And then the poll came back and they told him, get on, get the hell on. And then Elon came back and said, 
only people with paid blue checks can vote. Bro, he just, bro, he just being petty, bro. I'm not mad at him, bro, because it's all a joke. Yes, bro, because it's all a joke. Like, fuck, am I asking y'all what y'all think for? Like, do you you know what I mean? Like, it's like, bro, this is real. Like, he's egging people on and just trolling people all to be like, bro, this ain't none of our goddamn business. We ain't chipping shit to Twitter besides sign up. And put up whatever we think, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. we're gonna consume it regardless. Let's go about the business. Things change all the time. That's it. Well, and let like me the ask same you- people that are complaining about Twitter, bro. Get your ass down to the ballots, vote, change the bullshit that's going. Like, you know what I'm saying? Right. That type shit. Now, let me ask this question. I really want to know your opinion. Things are like things are so so short lived in this current age where you, you don't really get a chance to enjoy things as much and I say all that to say when you're the champ you're the champ I don't you could be 0 82 you still the champ but you still ain't knocked us off yet yeah we forgot the Rams won the Super Bowl last year <laughs> and, it, and they celebrated like a, and it was like a whole celebration too like because they won it in LA yeah everybody's celebrating crazy like it's, but we don't rent. treat them like the champs Sunday to Sunday. We like the champs are on. Yeah, that's real. I mean, because, bro, they started off so bad, G. It was terrible, bro. Like, <laughs> they didn't have any type. Like, that championship momentum was knocked out the first two or three weeks, bro. Everybody Which was hurt. Crazy. Everybody got injured. Like, it is what it is, bro. Point forward. So, Dre, I kind of want to circle back, you know, once again and, and, and discuss – what it felt like winning an NBA championship. You just mentioned earlier that sometimes sports is so short-lived and everything like that that you sometimes forget it. You also forget that you're living in like the time of your life, right. quote unquote. So when we come down to it, let's let's get it on wax. I, I really want to hear about you winning your fourth championship in a year 2022. This is a special year, amazing year where you guys were able to get back to the top of the, the sports, you know, mountain is. For somebody myself, I never even came close to winning an NBA championship. So uh, it's definitely at a, a high level of where we need to hear what you feel. Yeah, it's funny, you, it's funny you say that because, uh, like I said before, we're in an era where everything's so short-lived and, you know, I think we're kind of losing respect for things. You know, back in the day, you know, that, t- that championship was amazing and it's an amazing feeling. Yeah. But it's so much chatter and it's, it's you know, it's so much, you know, what season are we in? How do we keep the noise going for profitability, for the business, that it all gets caught up in the, you know, just, it's just become a part of the landscape. Yeah. And so it's funny because you, I, like, I forget half the time. I'm so focused on trying to win another one that you really forget that you just won one. And it's like, sometimes you have to remind yourself you're the champ. So sometimes I'm in the huddle. I'm like, hey, y'all know we're the champs, right? All right, don't forget that. Because yeah, you, yeah. you know, you, you never want to lose your, and that's why I really appreciate you as a friend because you got to know yourself. Like, you know, you're having a conversation with somebody and they act like they don't know who you are. And it's not bad to have that feeling like, you smell me, don't you? You see me walk in here, don't you? You see all these eyes on me, don't yeah. you? But I don't think that just because I don't know. It's the, I don't know what the psychology of it is. You know, I know no, you, you have to have, you, yeah, you, you have to have good it. balance. But yeah, at, yeah. at the end of the day, you earned it. Yeah. And for some reason, we keep telling ourselves we didn't earn it. And so, yeah. you know, I kind of fall into that trap sometimes. And you know, uh, I'm getting back on the court at some point, and I'm in. I'm past the thick of it, but I'm still in the thick of it in terms of getting back on the court is hard. Yeah. I bet, like, bro. Like, like they say rehab, like there's no more fake hurt anymore in the NBA or pro professional sports. There's no more fake hurt because rehab is worse than playing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I, I'd rather play the rehab. Yeah, no, that's and true. So I do. just being in the thick of that, you forget about it sometimes. And I guess, you know, you, you, t- you tell yourself, you know, enjoy it when it's over, which is kind of stupid too. Stupid um, as hell. Yeah. But then, you know, when you say something like, you know, you never got close to winning a championship, I'm like, trust me, bro, like you won a championship of life. Like, you don't, you don't, you don't, you don't understand. And I said it before, it's just like, it's a gift and a curse to be dominant because once you get too dominant, now it's, 
you can't get a foul call. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You know, you end up being last in the league and free throws attempted, but you know, you're also last in the league in fouls, meaning you foul the most. And so is that because we're dominant? Because we really ain't fouling that much. And yeah. they not they are fouling us more than y'all think. And so, you know, and then now, you know, you love the game so much. Now you're psyching yourself out and then now you lose faith in the game. Not lose faith in the game because I don't want to say that because you'd be taking it the wrong way. But, yeah, you lose faith in the game. And so now you're, you're instead of, you know, uh, enjoying, you know, the fruits of your labor, you know, you're trying to overcome nonsense and your, your, your brain space is taken in the other place, which is, you know, part of that spiral where your brain yeah. goes. But it, it works in, you know, the business world. You know, that's why we see. You know, we see it's a lot of tech CEOs stepping down. We just seen a couple. We just talking about Salesforce that happened, and then uh, it happened somewhere else where they had co CEOs. Yeah. Another co CEO from a, one of those big tech companies just stepped yeah. down too. It's been happening, and then Twitter's laying off everybody. You see a lot of layoffs at this moment. Yeah. It's crazy, you know. So it's just the, the the world we live in. And I'm just happy we're here having these conversations because it's, it's, it could be therapeutic at times. You know, like why not speak on how you feel? Regardless if they'll take what you say into account or not, because they sure will be acting like we speak in another language, which yeah. bothers me more than anything. When they be like, "Well, what do you mean? The cops is pulling us over and shooting us." <laughs> I know. It's just be like, ask report what you mean. So if you don't understand me and I'm telling you basketball lingo, let's ask you what you mean and how you don't understand it, because because maybe we shouldn't be talking about this now. True story. And my shout out to my man Anthony Slater. I had an issue with something he tweeted, and I approached him about it, and I was pretty pissed. And but we hashed it out, and he spoke to me, and he's like, "This is what I thought," and I was like, "All right, cool, but come on, bro, like you can't do that. Just the perception of the whole thing is crazy because now we live in an age where perception is reality." And but yeah. he, you know, we, like we had a good interaction, so he's one of the few writers where I can speak to him if I have an issue, and he'll speak to me. And then next day, what's up, man? You good? You good? I think we need that more. Yeah, that's right. All those, all those, you know, all those are great. You know, just recapping on you know our favorite moments for the last. Uh, the year, you know, uh, season all of season one and then partial pieces of season two. You definitely know I'm always down for a business conversation. Um, and to be honest, we should probably name this episode, you know, the gift of the game or jewelry dropping, jewel, dropping jewels. I like that better. Uh, something to that effect. Uh, but there was a lot of free game given out. Uh, Vivek, Steve Ballmer, Robert Smith. I mean, Robert, uh, Mr. Smith said everything. We're going to have a lot more ultra successful businessmen and guests uh, come on the show and uh, really looking forward to having those conversations in 2023. We want to thank everybody for tuning in this year uh, as our first year, our first 11 months of Point Forward. Uh, it's been a pleasure on a bigger, better things in 2023. Um, definitely keep interacting with us. Let us know what you want to hear, uh, anything you want to talk about. Uh, Point Forward Fridays aren't going anywhere. So be sure to check us out for the new year.